0: Beauty is confidence, and it's about sacrifice and kindness, and Mm -hmm. it is truly about making others feel loved and beautiful in their own right. And I think if we dare to call ourselves Christians, we must know that beauty is far more than the exterior. I am Leah Darrow, and you are listening to the Do Something Beautiful podcast, where we talk about people and stories that are truly doing something beautiful in the world and for the world. So today, today is a great day. I get to have an awesome gal uh, that I get to talk to here in a few minutes. Her name is Maggie, Maggie Kim. And Maggie is the wife of one of my colleagues, Paul J. Kim. He is an amazing, amazing speaker. He's a musician. He's a rapper, kind of. Sometimes says he's not, but he is. Through one of the songs, you have to listen to it. His website is Paul Kim kmusic.com his name is Paul J Kim singer speaker inspirer and so he is married to an amazing woman Maggie and Maggie a few weeks ago she wrote this blog that completely struck me as something brave and beautiful and strong and confident and it also shocked me because I had no idea this was going on in her life now <laughs> Maggie and I aren't BFFs we I think that we're definitely friends and her husband and I work together but so I don't know why I was shocked that I didn't know something going on in her life, but I think that's the terrible symptom of social media. Cause we think that we have to know everything about everybody, even if we shouldn't regardless Maggie's going through this experience in her life. And she wrote about, she wrote about this on Paul's website. Uh, again, that website's pjkmusic.com. You can check Paul out and then you can find this uh, blog that I'm going to talk about here in a few minutes. And so Maggie wrote this beautiful, beautiful piece and it's about true beauty. It's about sacrifice and love. And it also has to do with something of losing her entire head of hair, like all of her hair. And if you've ever met Maggie, you should see her. This girl is like the woman that I am jealous of. Her hair is perfect and beautiful and long and lush and phenomenal. And you're just like, I love you, but I hate you type of a thing because you're just wondering why you're not that person that had the hair. And for me, I constantly have had a hair issue. I don't have the best hair I do things to my hair so they can look good for a few minutes, but then it is done within a few hours. And so it was just beautiful to read this. So we have Maggie on. Maggie, I'm going to bring you in and introduce you now. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Leah.
1: (laughs) Oh, Maggie, you're so awesome. I'm so happy that you wrote this piece. Thank you. Thank you for reading it. And um, thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm really honored. Thank you. Well, okay. So Maggie, you wrote this and this was something, I guess I'll kind
0: of like let you tell a little bit about it, but just to give people and listeners an idea of what's going on.
1: So you have a little girl. No, wait, how old is Audrey? Yes. Uh, my daughter, Audrey will be two this December. Wow. And then you just had another baby. Yes, I did. My son, Aiden, who is going to be three months next week. Next week. So yeah, Maggie's
0: Maggie and I were pregnant at the same time. She delivered in mm-hmm. about a month before I delivered my third baby, Violet. And so being pregnant at the same time, there's a lot of solidarity there because you're just uh-huh. going through <laughs> a lot of very challenging things. And of course, like I know it's an honor and it's awesome. And you get to have a baby and this is a it's a beautiful thing. And I don't right. take it lightly. But there's also a level of sometimes it just kind of sucks.
1: Just it does. It definitely sucks does. <laughs> yes. Pregnancy is not an easy thing. <laughs> no, it's
0: not. And it's a blessing. And I'm not saying it's not. So I just I don't want anybody to think that I don't think it's wonderful. Right. But there's also right. reality to it that it's not always that you're right. It's just it's not easy. It's, it's not for the faint of heart. And during your last pregnancy, you experienced something that that resulted in you having no hair.
1: Yeah, it was pretty crazy, um, and to this day we don't really know exactly what happened. If it was like a hormonal issue or something like that, but I basically halfway through my pregnancy, I I just started losing all of my hair. I was like pulling chunks of hair out every day, and I was freaking out, as you can imagine. So you know, I, I went to see doctor after doctor. You know, got all these blood tests done, and everything came back normal and healthy. And we just really couldn't figure out what, what was the problem, but I basically lost all my hair and went through this period of just not knowing who I was without my hair and not knowing how to love myself without it. And yeah, it was really difficult. I, I was pretty depressed and devastated.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I can absolutely imagine. I mean, I, it's, you're on the other side of it now to where things mm-hmm. like your hair is starting to grow back, but at the time I can only imagine what that could have been like. Number one, just to know about the health issues, to make sure everything's okay with you, make sure everything's okay with the baby. If it's affecting you, is it affecting the baby? I'm sure as a as a mother, you're thinking about all of those, those concerns that you would have. So I'm looking at the pictures that you have and you're, I mean, you are amazingly brave and strong. Not only did Maggie write about this experience, she posted pictures of herself <laughs> slowly losing her hair. And then you got to a point when, you know you're down to like 80% of your hair is gone. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah, I I compare myself to um Kevin from The Office where oh. I have like <laughs> I have like hair on the side of my head but nothing on the top and I'm also like 9 months pregnant so <laughs> I just I, I don't know who else to compare myself to. Thank you. I love you
0: so much. Okay, number one, I don't know if you are aware, if you listen to the introduction episode of this podcast, but I mentioned The Office as my absolute, ridiculously favorite, horrible pastime that I have. So oh, my even, gosh. I love it. Yeah. For you to mention Kevin. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin.
1: No, Kevin.
0: Oh, Kevin. <laughs> I, love, I love Kevin. And this is so off topic. But I love how Kevin, if you remember that one episode, it's like someone's birthday and they were going to mm-hmm. bring in a cake and they're like, Oh, let's not do a cake. Let's do cupcakes and it just keeps going down and he gets so upset because they basically just keep reducing the amount of cake that they're gonna bring in the <laughs> office. And they're like, why would, oh. why would you bring in a cupcake? Or like, oh no, let's do mini cupcakes. He goes, That's it, a mini cupcake. <gasps> like, who do you think I am? I need more than a mini
1: cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly how I feel too when when it comes to desserts. <laughs> Right. Like, why would you, like, I don't care if it's cute. Why
0: would you present a mini anything of anything sugary? Just give me the largest portion of that. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, The beauty of sugar and Kevin from The Office. (laughs) So that's how you were feeling. You're feeling like Kevin because you've got no head up top, just a little bit on the sides. And then you're also pregnant. So you don't normally feel great about yourself when you are, just have a different figure. There's different numbers on the scale. And it just, you clearly feel and look different. You're uncomfortable when you're sleeping, when you're sitting, when you're standing, when you're breathing. And now you have almost no hair. Now You got Mm -hmm. to a point though, at this point in your pregnancy, where because you had so little hair left that you made the bold and brave move to just Britney Spears it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just shave it it all off. Mm -hmm. So now did you do this or did Paul do it? Paul did it for me. He's he's so sweet. He he's become a bit of a uh, hairstylist in our home now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we just I grabbed the clippers and I was like, "Babe, just do it." Like I can't deal with this anymore. So, what so was that experience yeah. like when Paul has this
0: clippers to your head.
1: Well, first of all, it, I mean. I, like, wrestled with the idea for maybe, like, a week before we actually did it. Because I I would, like, get the courage to do it, and then I would, like, back out. And I was still holding on to the hope that my hair would grow back, and I could still, you know, salvage what I had left. (laughs) But, yeah, that night, I was, I felt really crazy, honestly. I was like, do it. No, don't do it. No, just do it. No, please don't, you know. And I just, I couldn't deal with it until... I was like, just do it. And I was, I was crying. I was laughing. I was, you know, going through all the emotions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely would as well. I mean, I'm just sitting here looking at this picture of you on Paul's website. Again, that's pjkmusic.com. If you want to read this blog and take a look at the pictures of Maggie. And it's just, I mean, I can see the look on your face. I mean, you're not very happy. You're (laughs) You're being a little silly, but at the same time, it's real. Like, this yeah. is really happening. It's really going on. And you even you even wrote down in your blog that you said you felt scared, liberated, horrified, and relieved all at once. And you had a flurry of emotions that night. And you think you finally understood Britney's meltdown in 2007.
1: <laughs> which, yeah.
0: um, I think that, that there is something to that. I think you finally get to a point in your life when there's so much going on that you just need to eliminate whatever it is that you think might be holding you back. And Exactly. It looks like that's what it was for you. Something that you wrote in here, Maggie, um, the whole blog is amazing. The whole piece. I mean, every sentence is chock full of emotion and honesty. And, but there's a few sentences that you wrote that I wanted to bring up and us to talk about. You said, it's funny how a woman's hair can become her security blanket, relying on it to feel any sort of confidence in public. As long mm-hmm. as I had my hair, I felt ready to face the world. When that was taken away, I didn't know how to love myself. I don't know. Like, I just stopped there at when I read it. And I was like, I could reflect on that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just thinking, like, what? I mean, obviously, for you, your hair was a piece of that. And I guess I'm asking myself this and asking anybody out there who's listening. But, like, what is your security blanket when it comes to beauty? And. Those security blankets, if when we hold on to them so tightly, we're not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable or to reveal our weaknesses or our attachment to those worldly things that can really keep us from a deeper relationship with Christ, right. which in turn gives us that knowledge and understanding of who we are, like our very identity. So mm-hmm. it's just amazing when I read what you wrote there about that for you and for a lot of women too, that our hair can become our security blanket. And as long as we had whatever that is for you, but whenever you have that thing that you have that you don't think that you could go out of the house with, that you Mm -hmm. can be ready to face the world. I mean, what did you notice about yourself after you had finally like Paul shaved your head after you had lost pretty much everything already? And Mm -hmm. after that moment, how did you face the world? How did you go out in public and did you feel confident right away or was that a process and do you still feel confident?
1: Well, I felt, yeah, you know I, I had to do a lot of self-reflection and just asking myself what makes me beautiful because for so long and, and you know, I didn't even realize I was doing it, but for so long, I was you know letting my my looks and my hair kind of define my worth, and I really had to look deeper and realize I am still beautiful because you know a, b, and C, but yeah, initially I, I didn't want to go out of the house i was basically a hermit. And I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want anyone to think like something was wrong with me. And I didn't want, you know, strangers to think, oh my gosh, there's a a pregnant lady who has cancer, you know, or, Mm, or or, yeah, it's just, there's so many um, thoughts like going in my head about how I look, how I feel about myself. And there was one night where I was just so depressed, so just wallowing in self-pity and self-hatred and my husband was like, look, you have to stop. Like, you are beautiful. Sure, your, ha- your hair doesn't look so great right now, but you are beautiful and you need to believe me, you know? And I was like, well, what makes me beautiful? What makes a person beautiful in general? And, and so, yeah, it just, it, it took a lot to realize that everyone is beautiful in their own way. It's just, it goes beyond their looks, their, the physical,
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, what's so beautiful, what would you just said to me personally, what I took away from that is that it's not just this quick moment of like, okay, so now that I've done something fearless, I'll be fearless or I'll be confident. Like it's a process. Mm -hmm. And that thing where like, even after you got to this point of like, okay, I'm going to let go of the possibility of my hair growing back and I'm going to shave it all off and it's gone. But the fact that like that confidence of not just your hair growing back, but where is your confidence in you and in God? Mm-hmm. And then that's right. pro- And that's a process. And it doesn't happen overnight. And God is usually he can always be found in the process of things in our life. And it's rare that he works in these quick, immediate gratification ways. <laughs> like, oh, okay. yeah. Now that you, um, you know, shaved your head and you clearly get the fact that you're loved beyond the length of your hair, the quality of your hair, you're going to wake up the next morning with a full head of hair.
1: Um, (laughs) Oh, how I wish that were true.
0: (laughs) But it's in that process that God kind of reveals himself to us day to day, slowly and slowly that we can kind of come to learn who we are. But I think so often though, especially for women today, Maggie, I mean, wouldn't you agree that we find our identity more so in how we look or how we portray ourselves on social media through some type of filter than just the reality of who we are.
1: Wouldn't you agree? Oh my gosh, absolutely. It's it's so hard in this day and age with with all the social media, all the, you know, just the television, the magazines. The, it's really kind of ridiculous how it's shoved in your face every day. Like, this is what beauty is. This is what you should look like. This is a standard of beauty. And if you're not there you know, too bad or whatever. It's really, it's hard. I I really feel for, especially like young girls these days who have to live with that.
0: Yeah. And I think that we're, we compare ourselves to so many people in general through all these different, you know, venues of social media and everything's through a filter. Like every picture Mm -hmm. we take, we have to make sure like it's a great picture before we will accept it. Oh right! into our phones, we're like, "Oh no, I'm sorry, I have to delete that. I I was not. Oh yeah, <laughs> my my chin was too low or too high, or I wasn't. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh! And granted, I'm not saying that I don't do these things too sometimes, but mm-hmm. you know, years ago, like when we just had basic cameras, like there was no screen on it, mm-hmm. when you could see something, you mm-hmm. just smiled and hoped for the best, man. And not <laughs> not, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. Now you <laughs> have to like make sure the right filters on there and it's the right angle. And if you hold your camera up higher, you'll look thinner or, <laughs> or, or maybe shorter. I don't know what the goal is of that one, but yes. there's something about it. And there's just so much competition in terms of comparing yourself to other people on social media and how they look. And then also that, that whole idea of like, even who you allow yourself to be on social media more often, mm-hmm. than on, it's, it's not really who you are. And right. There's a problem with that because whatever our security blanket is in terms of beauty, we should probably be asking ourselves, like, how would we feel if that was actually taken away? Like you're mm-hmm. just taken away. You know, you had no control over that. Your hair was falling out when you were pregnant and it just happened. And so that security blanket for you was taken away. And you had to, like, as you said in your blog, you had to figure out what your relationship with God really was about. Was it about just feeling okay with yourself long enough to give yourself to him in prayer? Or would you give yourself to the Lord and still be faithful, even though you were angry and you didn't feel confident with how you looked at that time? Right. Right. And I I love that you, you wrote that in your blog that, I mean, I just, you're just so honest here. You're like, I was depressed. I was miserable. And I was really angry with God.
1: Mm -hmm. I was, I, I really, I was like, why God, why are you making me go through this? It really felt like he had taken away like my best friend. (laughs) And I was, yeah, I just, I didn't understand, but you know, obviously in hindsight, I, I see that I had to go through something like this to understand what beauty is, to truly believe that I am beautiful in the eyes of God. And also that I need to see beauty in every person that I come across. And yeah, it was, you know, I wish I could have learned that lesson in another way, but it was worth it, I guess.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, let me ask you this after you going through all of this and you now have a beautiful, healthy little boy and Mm -hmm. you guys have matching haircuts. It's adorable. (laughs) Absolutely love it. And your hair is starting to grow back slowly, I know, but it is growing back. And so with your experience of this and understanding a deeper version of beauty and understanding what beauty really is outside of the external mm-hmm. what do you think holds and just in terms of women what do you think holds women back more so today than ever before
1: I think like we were saying before so much of it is because we compare ourselves to one another so much and you know you're constantly thinking about oh this person has this and and I don't have it and And we just have a false sense of beauty. And yeah, I don't know. I I guess it's it's really just comparing ourselves, I I think.
0: So comparing ourselves is our biggest, one of the biggest things that holds us back. And I absolutely agree with you. I think that we do that in so many different ways, Mm -hmm. levels, but that comparison element Is huge and it steals our joy. And as it's been said before, and so, like, what can we do to push back? Like, I'm just thinking about, like, what did you do to push back from that? Those voices that were telling you that you weren't worthy and you weren't loved because you didn't look a certain way. And somehow that how you looked was connected to your app, to your value in society and in your family.
1: Right. You know, I don't know if I did much myself, but I want to give a lot of the credit to just the people around me. They really helped me push that thought back. And it was really just the way people loved me, regardless of how I looked, the way people encouraged me and just kept affirming me, you know, day after day, you are beautiful, you are loved. And just seeing how, you know, the loss of my hair didn't affect my relationships with people. It didn't affect the way they are treating me. I really think it was because of those people. It made me realize, wow, I I am loved. I'm beautiful. I'm worthy of love. So yeah, that's what helped me kind of push the whole comparing myself with another person. You know, Maggie, I think it's really
0: beautiful when you talk about that, because there's an element sometimes in the spiritual life of of doing and being so we can always be doing like we we can always um, be doing something and be very, very active. And sometimes Christ just calls us to be like Mm -hmm. to to receive and receive what the Lord wants to give us through him, through others. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the greatest things that we can often do for ourselves and for our spiritual lives and just for our life in general in terms of our identity is to just be and allow other people to speak truth and love to our heart, um, right? And like, just when you shared that, that's what it made me think of. Like, how easy it is for us just to to be able to do that. Like, what an action item! An action item that we could take away from this is just to allow people to love you and allow mm-hmm. people in your life and to believe them when they say that that you are beautiful and you are loved and you bring value to this world. That we actually are believing them and that we know that those people and what they're and those words are encouragement and gifts from God and God's putting them in our lives to help reaffirm us and encourage us to continue on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and sometimes that is really hard to do. I mean, yeah, I was hearing hearing that like my husband was telling me you're beautiful, I love you every day, but I just did not believe him and it was it it took a lot of work to get to a point where I was like, okay, yeah, I I really am loved. Like I it doesn't matter what I look like. And all these people are showing me this, you know, it's hard. It's hard to accept that for yourself sometimes. So yeah, it's, it's like a work in progress. Yeah, it is.
0: Now, Maggie, I have a question for you. Do you happen, do you happen to have your blog up? I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, you do me a favor. I want to wrap up our conversation and I'd love, I was going to do it myself, but I'm just thinking, why would I do this when I have the author right here to talk to? <laughs> Sure, but I want to end. I want to end with the listeners listening to your voice reading that paragraph when you had to ask yourself, mm-hmm. "What is beauty?" Okay, and I'd love for you to do that. And I just want to um, send my lasting love and thoughts to every all of my listeners. Number one, thank you so much to for everybody who's gone on to iTunes and and liked this podcast and given me those great five stars and left a comment. Oh, that just, it's very kind of you to love this work that God's given me to do. And I pray that that you can take away something beautiful, truly, in each podcast and then go do something beautiful in the world. And then lastly, especially in regards to having the pleasure here to talking with Maggie today, make sure that you go and read this blog. It truly is something that if you allow it, it can be life-changing for you, especially women. Again, you'll find that blog at pjkmusic.com, and the blog itself is called I Lost All My Hair But Found the Muting of Beauty by Maggie Kem. So with that, we'll wrap up with Maggie reading my favorite paragraph of the entire blog right here to you.
1: <laughs> okay. I had to ask myself, what is beauty? We see plenty of beautiful people every day in public on the television, magazines, and computer. But when you strip away the big hair, the makeup, the toned bodies, and pretty clothes, you realize those are not the things that make one beautiful. It may be harder to recognize that there is beauty in each of us. I realize that beauty is joy. It's about not taking yourself too seriously and finding humor in your life every day. It's about believing that you are good and that you are loved. Beauty is kindness and sacrifice. It's about the way you treat people and make them feel important and cared for. It's about the big and little sacrifices you make that may or may not go unnoticed. Beauty is confidence. It's about knowing and believing you make a difference. It's about being kind to yourself and being you in all of your uniqueness, knowing that there is no one else in the world like you. Beauty is understanding your gifts and talents and using them to become the best possible version of yourself while lifting up others to do the same. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, that paragraph, when I read it and when I hear you read it just... God, it brings tears to my eyes. Honestly, it does. It's just, Aww. it's so true. And I just pray to God, Maggie, that you and I and every other person out there can come to know that their beauty is so much more than than their hair and the scale and inches and eyelashes and lipstick or whatever it might be. But it's what you, I think that it's such a beautiful thing. It's what you wrote, that beauty is confidence and it's about sacrifice and kindness. And a beauty mm-hmm. is truly about- making others feel loved and beautiful in their own right. And I think if we dare to call ourselves Christians, we must know that beauty is far more than the exterior. Absolutely. It should be something that that we are able to do in service of another and for the glory of God. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, in helping you reclaim that beauty in your life, it was also about allowing others to speak truth to you. And so what we can do is continue to speak truth in the lives of people Around us, and to remind them of their beauty and their worth and their value um, that the world so desperately wants us to forget and think that it's non essential or that our value or our worth isn't something that we have to do or external rather than just us being who we're called to. Be. Mm-hmm. Right. As Mother Teresa says, we have forgotten that we belong to one another. And so, Maggie, I never want to forget that you belong to me and to this world. So, thank you so much for your heart and thank you for sharing. It perfectly and beautifully in that blog post about true beauty. It's really going to help. I think a lot of people.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for letting me share my story and your podcast. Oh my gosh. You kidding me? Absolutely. (laughs) Anytime, anytime. So again, if you want to find out more
0: about Paul J. Kim and his beautiful wife, Maggie Kim, you can go to the website pjkmusic.com. God love you. God bless. You've been listening to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. people to love you and to believe them when they say that, that you are beautiful and you are loved and you bring value to this world that we actually are believing them. And that we know that those people and those words are encouragement and gifts from God and God's putting them in our lives to help reaffirm us and encourage us to continue on.